getting quiet and finding your geist, if you will, just your way of just getting quiet and thinking about what's most important to me. And I implore you, do that today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Daily Helping. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am so excited to bring back to the show one of the most awesome human beings I've ever met. His name is Tim Road. He's the co-founder of GoBundance and the founder and president of One Life Fully Lived. It's a 501c3 nonprofit that helps at-risk youth and adults emerging from hardship to a roadmap to their dreams and best lives. If you want to hear more about Tim and his story, go back in the Daily Helping Time Machine and check out episode 89, where we went in depth in everything that Tim has experienced on his journey to where he is today. He's a best-selling author as well. He co-wrote the best-selling book, Tribe of Millionaires, and he's here with us today to talk about his newest book, The Quitter's Manifesto. Quit a job you hate for the work you love. Tim, my friend, welcome back to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you here with us today. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. I really appreciate you having me on again. And uh, look forward to helping your, you know, people that you want to help daily have a great life um, to dream, plan, and live their best life. So, Absolutely. And so I want to jump right in because I I love the title of this book. And I I know you co-wrote this with Pat Hyben. Tell us what was the impetus for writing this? What was the spark where you guys said, you know, this book is is needed in the world and we're going to we're going to bring it to life? Well, it came from Pat Hyben about almost, gosh, it's been almost two years ago. He called me up one day and said, Tim, I think we ought to write a book because we're two of the original quitters. And so few people know what, quote, quitting means. And I was the original quitter because I dropped out of life, if you will, at 40 years old. I found um, there's something in the book called the soul sucking meter. (laughs) And uh, at 35, I could feel my my um, current uh, job, if you will, or incarnation or career. um, It started to rust. And I'm sure many of you listening to this can can relate where you um it's not oxidated but it's starting to rust and you can feel what you're doing no longer serves you so i quit at 40 years old and what's fascinating um since i wrote the book i found myself quote quitting again of um and what, what i mean by quitting is the things that 
I thought juiced me so much at, at gosh, 26 to 35, started in, you know, oxidate, as I said. And at 40, I looked up, I was in Belize and I said, you know what? I don't like what I'm doing anymore. And I, that conversation was, well, what are you going to do? It was like, well, you used to sell real estate and you just flipped a home and that seemed to work. What if you just uh, tell yourself you're never going to list another home? You're just going to work for yourself. So I did that at 40. And candidly, in my mind, I've never worked a day since. So, you know, I, I, I love that. And I want to dive into that a bit deeper in a second, but but you really caught me with this soul sucking meter. So, how do you guys determine? Like, what are, what are the metrics that somebody would use and say, "Well, how do I determine how much of my soul is being sucked by my job?" Yeah. Well, if you look at it, we just went through the Great uh, Resignation, where so many people decided what I uh, used to do no longer serves me. And now there's something called quiet quitting going on in the uh, zeitgeist. But so so back in the day, I came up with this soul-sucking meter to let you know how bad is what you're currently doing suck. So you take a metric, you know, one to 10, and if you're a eight, nine, or 10, then you're probably doing something that serves you, you know, and you love to do it. And you, this isn't a problem. But if you're a six, five, four, three, two, one, then you need to take a good look at what's working and what doesn't. And here's the, the things to, that you want to look at. Number one is your compensation. Are they paying you what you work? Number two is respect from the leadership. Are they, um, do they respect you as an intricate part of the team? Number three, your fit within the team uh, that, that, you know, do you like who you work with all day long? Number four, your ability to grow within what you're doing. And number five, most important, how do you feel every day when you wake up? Is it like, I get to go to work? And by the way, when I sold real estate from 26 to 30 to 40, actually, I cranked the song Welcome to the Jungle every single freaking day. And it was like, love Adam. And then all of a sudden, I didn't feel like cranking that song no more. It just, you know, and that's what I'm talk, talking about. You, you know it, you feel it. So our theory is, is before you get to the point when it's really bad, why not start early and think about where, you know, if this isn't it, what would make me happy every day to crank that song again, you know, for, for me. I love that. And so it's, it's interesting, right? The guns and roses meter went down and down and down. So my question then, as I'm hearing this, so somebody's listening to this and, you know, they've gone through the soul sucking meter and maybe they're at a five or a six and they're just, they're, they're just not feeling that song in the morning every day when they get up. So they've identified it, right? So the devil's advocate, somebody might say, well, that's easy for you to say, like, I, that job is how I feed my family. So what are the steps that you and Pat recommend that somebody takes in order to transition from this soul-sucking experience day in, day out to doing something that they love? We, but we wrote this book to be very tactical with like 10 different steps, or as we say, like, like we, with the, 
um, metaphor we have is the flying trapeze, where we want you to grab one trapeze and swing across and grab the next. And we'll also have a safety net for you. So that's the theory we come from. And, and we know that not everybody is like Tim Road or Pat Hyben. We're entrepreneurial in nature. And if, we, if something isn't working, we fix it. And that's just the way we're naturally motivated. And most people aren't. And the person, you know, the the character that you use to say this, Tim, I'm just not that way. We wrote the book for people that are, quote, not that way, because we know quitting is not easy and it's very, very scary. And there's a lot of different um, pieces to it. So number one of the um, tactical tools is the soul-sucking meter. Another good tool is establishing your quit team, okay? And that is who, who's going to be there to help you through this transition. And on that quit team is your spouse. You know, these are, these are people that are, what, that are actually affected by your move. So like I quit at 40, but I started talking to my wife about 35 of, you know what? I just don't feel it anymore. And I, something's going to move. And it took me five years to actually make the, the change. So, so there's like four people on your quit team. Number one is the stakeholders. And I, I mentioned your spouse. Um, it might be your aunt Bessie in Topeka, who's been, you know, somebody that you've been talking to for years about what works for, well for you. So number one is the, the stakeholders. Number two is partners, people within your business that know you, like you, trust you, and will give you honest advice and may be affected by the quit. Number three is your mentors. And in GoBundance, that's your GoPod, or you might have a a small mastermind. These are people that know you, like you, trust you, are going to give you the truth of, of, am I a good fit? And number four, if you can afford it, is a good coach to help you through the process. Because I look at this as a part-time job. There's, there's, you know, what you're doing to feed your family or yourself. But there's also where am I going with all of this? And that's a a job in itself. So so that's the next piece is is getting that quit team in place to help you, you know, as the next trapeze to the next um, trapeze to help you with to cross that chasm of going from one side which is, I don't like this anymore, to carry you to what I call Newfoundland. You jump off that last trapeze, you land, boom, hit the ground running because that's what you want, although it never goes that way. Just <laughs> I, I love this, and, I, and I'd love to have your take on this because I would say, in my experience as well, equally important to having a quit team is getting people who don't support your beliefs that you can pull this off out of your sphere of influence. Yeah, I I think that's really important because they're just going to drag you down. It's almost like having their, um, their, their arms around your ankles, trying to pull you back in. And most of the time they don't serve you. Although I think it's good to have a naysayer or two just to, to kind of, 
check your plan and make sure that it's it is indeed a good plan and they may have some good advice for you but that but what you don't want is to be uh, surrounded by negativity boy that makes it really tough to to get lift off yeah and that that's more what i was referencing i think you're absolutely right if 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 you say that you know i i'm going to you know, whatever it is, launch a, a skydiving career or you know, something ridiculous that has no chance of, of happening. It's nice to have somebody who's pragmatic to say, yeah, you know, Tim, that, that might not be the best idea. But but yes, like having people who absolutely are in a negative space, uh, have no rational reason to feel you can't succeed other than they, you know, they're just negative. Uh, those people need to go. So that was that was excellently stated. Uh, all right. So We've done our soul sucking meter. You know, they we're doing that trapeze. We've got our quit team. What comes next? Um, it's getting the finances in order, and you want to start er- early on this. You know, kind of. I, I talked about when I was thirty five. I got serious about this. Isn't gonna. I'm not ready for this move yet, but I can just tell that it's coming. And I didn't wait till I was forty. I kind of put things in motion to when I was ready to, to, you know, let it go. I was ready to go. So, so with the finances, you want to, you know, it's almost like the soul sucking media where you want to take a step back and analyze how bad is it. And, and so the first thing we have you do is get real. Just take just take a good look at where am I at with my finances, and 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 hopefully you've got a good ex- uh, idea of what's coming in, what's going out, what's left for hopefully to invest and not just pay down debt. Hopefully you're 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 going forward, not digging yourself out. Okay, so so number one is to get real. Um, number two is to get credit. Believe it or not. Um, this is something you, it's going to be more difficult than you think to, uh, to, you know, cross that chasm. Things are going to come up and it's, and it's going to be, you know, it, I, I, I don't want to uh, make it sound impossible or daunting, but it is not easy going from here to there. Um, in the book, we had seven quitters. Who, who talked about their journey and every single one of them said, it's a little harder than I thought it would be. So, so we want to be real about this whole tactical movement, if you will. So, so, um, so why not get credit while you still have the job? And, and it may be a, a HELOC, you know, against your home. And we actually say, uh, don't just put and, and a HELOC is like a second mortgage against your home. And we we don't we not only suggest that you pull that out if you're serious about this, but but um, actually take the money and put it in another bank in case they call that note. You know, sometimes they can just say, you know what, um, you're not working there anymore. We're calling the whole note due. And if you haven't used it yet, it could go away. So we want you to be as ready as possible to have that extra six months, nine months, one year of savings. So you have that money behind you. So, and, and, and then that way you have the emergency fund 
for when things do take longer than what you think they will, you got the money ready to go. So that's the finances piece. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. It's such great advice, you know, and and there's something that you said was interesting, you know, hopefully we're moving forward. Hopefully you're able to take some of your cash flow that's coming in and invest, not, you know, climb out of a hole. If somebody's listening to this and they do have debt, whether it's student loans, whether it's credit cards or whatever, medical bills, whatever it is, what is your best advice as to how to pay that off as quickly as possible or where you Um, should pay it off quickly? Yeah. Well, everybody's, everybody's got different situations and I'd have to see what each individual situation is fair, but, but number one, quit digging. I think a lot of people, um, you know, are kind of in debt and they, um, are trying to be who they want the world to see they are rather than what's really going on. And, And what I'm saying is, is skip the the plastic, skip the extra vacation, skip the blame that you need, and and if especially during this period where you're trying to go from one incarnation to the next of of really getting that income to where you want to, doing what you want to do in the future, sometimes you got to take a step back to move forward, if that makes sense. And and so my advice to this person, you know, it's, it's hard to know where they personally are, is the first thing I said with the finances, get real. Um, take a Take a good look at where you are and then make a, if you know who Dave Ramsey is, is, is the master of, of, uh, figuring out what do I need to do to get what's behind me taken care of so I can move forward. And maybe I'm just, maybe this quit needs to happen one year, two years, three years while you get other stuff behind you, which, and you probably don't want to hear me say that. And I probably just lost people buying the book. I'm just being, I'm just being honest. But like you said, you know, the first part of the financial piece is getting real. And if you are, you know, barely making it month to month uh, and a large portion of your income is going to debt, it may not be the best time to burn the ships, right? So yeah. I, I think that was and it may be something to get a um you know like a a something with the gig economy just another way to bring some money in to get yourself in a place where you're ready to quit. However, um, we think that what you do you know primarily if you can have that 
be your one gig and you don't have, you know, four different income streams that are not um, legit. They're just something you do to get your, to help you feel better, but they're not really, you know, really helping you in the long run. We say it's best to just concentrate on your main gig with a, with, if it makes sense for you to have other passive income coming in without your energies. I love that. I love that. All right. So we're painting a really cool picture here because now, you know, we've got our quit team and we figured out a plan and our finances are in order. Give us what happens next, Tim. Well, I think, I think what happens next is, is, to really start planning, how am I going to pull this off? Okay. What, what exact steps am I going to take? And here's a good metaphor for you. Um, Imagine you're a, and I'm back to the circus and you're the ball juggler (laughs) and, and you're juggling four balls. And this is your career, your health and fitness, your family, and all the things that you have that you're juggling currently. And I talked about with this uh, being a uh, part-time job with this quitting process, you got to throw a new ball into here. And, and how do you throw that new ball in while you're juggling these four balls and you're not, and you got to be careful not to drop the balls, you know, or, or to have something most important, like having your main job, you're so busy doing something else that you're not performing up to their expectations. That can't happen. You gotta, you know, you gotta show up every single day and do what you're doing while you're moving forward. So, and, and I do just want to say one more thing to that, Dr. Richard is the importance of, um, maybe something needs to go. You know, maybe in this whole process, maybe it's uh, you need to drop a little weight. Maybe you need to um, you've got a bad habit. Uh, you're, you're having an extra six pack of beer every night or something like that. They, and you know what that is. Each one of us has our own little demons that are stopping us from what we truly want in life. Maybe it's a somebody, maybe it's a boss or a spouse or somebody that you need to have a heart to heart with, or maybe it's yourself, you know, whatever it is, um, life is too short. And maybe after listening to this, you can do something else. That's the next piece in all of this. And that is, um, getting quiet. Dr. Richard, we've talked about meditation. For me, it's getting out and I call it getting the goods in the woods. And it's it's, um, getting out and for me, climbing up mountains with my heart rate elevated, I get the answers to what's most important for me. Um, That could come, my sister-in-law does quilting and she loves to make quilts. And this is how she finds her meditation. You know what I mean? We all have that special thing we do that helps make our life special where we get our answers. And whatever that is, that's the next step in this. I love that. It it, it is so true. You know, there's some people 
that just can't sit there, cross their legs and get into this trance-like state and the universe dumps information to them. For some people, you know, it's climbing the mountain. For some people, it's cooking, you know, so find your Zen, find your Zen that only you know about. All right. So it feels like we've taken all these steps and we arrive at this kind of magical moment when we've executed and we've pulled it off. Talk to us about what life looks like on the other side. after we've um, let, me, let me say one more important tool before we talk about that. Sure, of course. The, import, the importance of your identity. It's, it's, you're, here you are in this one um, incarnation, if you will. And I'll give you what it was for me is uh, Tim Road. Um, I was called Tim Road and start packing. Okay. If, if, if I sold your home and you wanted to list it too high, I literally gave you my competition's name and phone number and said, call them. They specialize in homes that never sell. But if you really want to move, you call Tim Road and start packing and I'm going to come through for you. And, and that was my whole, you know, you're Dr. Richard. That's your brand. My brand was call Tim Road and start packing. <laughs> so, so. Um, that was my identity. And when at 40, I said, you know what? I, I never want to listen, sell another home. I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm sick of it. I need a new identity. So I wrote out on the plane home from Belize, Tim is now an investor plan. I, I And I didn't know it at the time, but I what I did was I changed my identity on the uh, flight home. What's that plan look like? What's the outcome? What's the purpose? What's the action plan? Anybody who knows Tony Robbins knows what I just did. It's called his OPA plan. Outcome, purpose, action. What's the outcome? Tim is now an investor. What's the purpose? I'm sick of um, listing homes. I just want a new incarnation. What's the action? Um, I'm going to... uh, where am I going to find the money? Where am I going to find the deals? Who's going to help me? These were the, the important pieces that helped me change my identity. And as soon as I got home, I showed my team who was all, we were all about listing and selling homes. This is on a Monday. We're not selling another home. We're just doing this from now. On. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. See what I'm saying? So, so that's a, an important piece, whether it's uh, just you as an individual, as an individual, or in my case, uh, myself with my small team, we had to change the way we went about our daily what we do. Okay, does that make sense? And if you listen to, if you think about it, that kind of answered the question you originally asked. Now what? Well, I just stepped, you know, I stepped out of this one picture that was tired and just, you know, uh, how can I put this? Just done with that incarnation. And it was so fun to start all over again. And Richard, I got, Dr. Richard, I got to say, I've had four or five new incarnations since then. You can see all this gray hair. I'm now in my 60s. And I and I've been doing this for over 20 years now. And and I I'm I've become a magician at when I want to change my incarnation and and become who the next, you know, what does it look like? I've been there, I've done that, I've seen what it looks like. 
So, you know, you become, you become better. You, you know who you are. You've got all these contacts, you know what you like, you know what you don't like, you know, so it just becomes easier and easier as you go. I think. I love that. And, and I think, you know, at the end of this, if you execute it, what you get is freedom, not just financial mm-hmm. freedom, because you are, you are already, you know, rocking it as a, as a real estate agent, but freedom to live your life the way that you want to live, freedom to organize your days in ways that bring meaning, that bring purpose, that give you the opportunity to just make a decision. Today, I'm going to spend time with my kids. Today, I'm going to go on a date with my wife. Today, I'm going to do this. You can't get that way if you don't quit your job and build something else. Yeah, I'm trying to find this guy's, uh, his name's uh, Naval Pravikant. Um, is is a he's a philosopher and he wrote a really good book and he had this um, thought process on and we we have this in our book and we we make sure that we thank him for it. It's the interest over obligation quotient. And and before we got on this podcast, you talked about I get to go to my kids' school today, and and this is you lit up when you said that. And it's because it's what you want to do, not what you have to do. Think about that. Interest over obligation. And I didn't re- realize it till we wrote this book and I became um, familiar with Naval. But I've been li- living this I over O quotient pretty much every day since I tapped out at 40. And I, and I think of every single day. What do I want to do today? When I woke up this morning, I'm really into disc golf. It's the new thing. Um, my, my son always says, Dad, you're always into the, quote, new thing. And I, I, uh, when I tapped out at 40, I got into um, climbing big mountains with skis and skiing down them. I got into abalone diving, um, which, is, which is both of those are much, those are young men's sports. And now I'm in my 60s. I'm into disc golf because it's still getting out and getting the goods and playing. But I, I just love it. And it's a new thing. And I'm not very good, but I get because I did the elbow thing, but I'm but I'm getting better as I go because I love it so much. And this is my new quote, interest over obligation. I woke up this morning and I decide and I started thinking about. Where am I going later in October? Am I going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, Bend, Oregon, or Las Vegas, which has the best disc golf course? So I'm going to go there for three days. I'll play six disc courses and I'll um, get in, I'll get out, I'll go see some friends. I'll not go to, I'm not into Las Vegas stuff, but I'll play their disc courses. Um, but, but do you see what I'm saying? This is what my interest over obligation looks like. And everybody who's listening to this, you know what yours is. I talked about my sister-in-law and her quilt team. I couldn't quilt for anything, but she freaking loves it. And, and it lights her up. It lights you up to talk to you to go see your kids at school. You know? So uh, I, that's I, what's important. I love that's the part. equation. I love the equation. Tim, this has been such a great conversation. I knew that it would be. So now that you're, you know, this is your second go around on the daily helping, you know, the drill here. I love to wrap up every episode by asking my guest a single question. And that is what is your biggest helping that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? 
Well, Dr. Richard, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your show for, for a second time. I appreciate, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the Quitters Manifesto and how to, how to get it. I, that there are two things that come to mind. Um, number one is, is I think it's what the Quitters Manifesto is all about. And that is finding your best you. You know what I mean? And in this case, we, we, this book was all about with your career, you know, and, and, and that's what the book was about, but, but our nonprofit, One Life Fully Lived talks about dream it, plan it, live it. And no matter where you are, if, we're, if you're thinking about this for your kids, or they're just getting out in the world, or you're thinking, uh, maybe you just lost a spouse and you're in your, you know, sixties or seventies and it, it's time for you to find your next incarnation, I think, and we've talked about it on this podcast, and I know Dr. Richard talks about this all the time, and that is getting quiet and finding your geist, if you will, just your way of just getting quiet and thinking about what's most important to me. And I implore you, do that today. Do do that today. So, so well said, Tim. Tell us where people can learn more about you online and get their hand on Quitter's Manifesto. Yep. Well, Quitter's Manifesto is available on Audible. It's available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Targets, whatever. It's called The Quitter's Manifesto. Um, We have uh, thequittersmanifestobook.com is the easiest way to find the book and to um, get some tools that, that come with it also. And it is also available um, on Bigger Pockets, biggerpockets.com backslash quitters, who actually published the book for us. So that's where the book's available. You can reach out to me at tim at timroad.com. Road is spelled R-H-O-D-E, tim at timroad.com. And Dr. Richard, once again, I thank you so much, man. We're, we're you know, partners in crime and I really appreciate it. Yeah, you got it, Tim. I, I loved our first conversation. I love this one even more. And for all of you uh, on the road or at the gym, we got you covered everything Tim Road, including how to get your hands on the Quitters Manifesto will be available in the show notes at thedailyhelping.com. Well, Tim, thanks again for coming on. This was awesome. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. My pleasure. Thanks, Dr. Richard. You bet. And I I want to thank each and every one of you who took time out of your day to listen to Tim and I talk about his book. If you like what you heard, go give us a follow on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post Mm -hmm. in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 